Hello everyone and welcome to the Holistic Podcast where we speak about everything that encompasses every pillar of our health and well-being. The physical, mental, emotional, spiritual and energetic body and everything in between. I'm your host Tawna Woods, holistic coach, personal trainer and yin yoga teacher, passionately sharing knowledge, teachings with myself and industry experts to help support you in gathering tools to empower you to live your best life. On today's episode, I am being interviewed by Becca Hawkins, who used to be an old client of mine. Um, she is a early childhood teacher and she has started the Honor Wellness for Teachers, which is an online platform which helps teachers of New Zealand uh, in managing stress and having different tools and interviewing different practitioners on how to assist them with their day lives. I found that this episode was a very empowering, important episode to share to start with, purely for the fact that it allows me to share a lot of my journey and how I have transitioned my business and in the way that I treat myself and also my clients holistically and how important that is for everybody's health and well-being. Um, We talk about different tools and modalities on how to assist us in our day-to-day lives and managing day-to-day stresses. I already have a bit of a vulnerability hangover. It's a very raw, open, honest, explanation of the last few years of my life. Um, So buckle up and get ready. Hey, welcome to Honour Wellness for Teachers. This is a space dedicated to the health and wellness of teachers. A once monthly webinar providing information crucial to the well-being of teachers. I'm Becca, I'm a qualified early childhood teacher and I have Torna, owner of Wanaka Body, personal trainer and fitness coach with me today. I've known Torna for a while now, but most memorably I have uh, with training with her when I just when I just had my third child. Um, she provided such a supportive environment for me and made exercise easy. So I today we're chatting to Torna all about fitness. Hello. Hello. How are you going? Very good, thank you. No very kind words. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all about making exercise easy for me, overcoming those barriers and a supportive, accountable environment. So And fun, just, hopefully, yeah. What's that, sorry? Hopefully fun as well. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what makes you turn up for it, yeah. <laughs> Okay, today we want to talk about fitness and how it can be helpful for teachers that are currently going through some challenges. So just first up, um, just thought I'd ask you a couple of questions about um, when, you know, how long you have owned Wanaka Body and what inspired you? Um, so I started Wanaka Body in 2016. So I think I was maybe 25 or 26 years old. Um, but initially... Well, actually, if I was to go right back, my mother and my stepfather were personal trainers. So they owned a gym in Taupo, where I grew up. And so I guess the the health and wellness lifestyle was always, I was brought up with it. So it was just kind of became natural in a way of life for me. Um, 
and they were actually natural bodybuilders and they they really did really well around the world with everything that they did so it kind of instilled a um I, I saw how if you suit your mind to anything and have discipline and motivation that you really can do anything um and I think growing up I watched my mum as well really help a lot of women with their health and wellness and it did inspire me but it was funny when I was maybe you know a teenager I actually didn't really get involved in fitness much at all so it was more when I got a bit older um and I actually I start I left school to become a snowboard instructor and I in that lifestyle it's really gravitated towards partying and snowboarding which was awesome but not a very healthy and sustainable lifestyle so it's it was really social but you you know you'd be out drinking till whatever time and then you'd go to work in the morning so sometimes you'd have a cup of hours sleep and anyway it, it became not sustainable in a really unhealthy way of being um and what I started to discover actually at that even at that point so I would have been 17 um I I realized that I was doing those things to suppress like stress and emotional or, or you know just to distract myself basically um and then I decided something something just switched within me when I when I was about 21 and I moved to Wanaka and I decided just to change my lifestyle I just started exercising every day I went to the gym every day um and then I ended up falling pregnant when I was 23 years old so this was like my catalyst for everything essentially um and I realized obviously I can't continue to live a life like that and I wanted to um I got my I actually got myself really fit and really healthy prior to falling pregnant so I'd I spent about a year of dedicating my life to um health and wellness fell pregnant uh and it was I was actually on the pill at the time so it wasn't planned so it kind of just threw my life it was the best thing to ever happen, but it obviously switched, turned my life upside down at that young age. Um, and so I had her, and then from that, I actually suffered postnatal depression. So um, what I gravitated towards to help me with that was exercise. And that was my savior. So I ended up, I was exercising every day, or like walking every day initially for a year after I had her. So I did no gym, I did none of that. Um, and I got back to the weight that I was originally before I had her. Um, and then I decided from what it, what the, I started getting to the gym as well. And then it, I realized that once I started that physical exercise, that actually what was happening to my mental health, so how it was transforming that. And actually in turn, the physical aspect or side of it or the gain that you get from, ex from exercise was happening naturally but the the mental health thing was the hugest thing for me and I realized that I could become the most confident that I'd ever been in my own skin even after having a child um and so from that I ended up starting to study personal training when Indy was like I think two years old so she was a little baby at home and I was studying that and I started working at the proactive gym and I was thrown in the deep end essentially um there learned a lot and then 
I decided, I actually, I, I guess this, a big story here is a lot of things that I thought at the time were negative things or hard, hard times were catalysts for me to change and grow and um, get to different places. So I actually ended up um, breaking out with Indy's father, which was obviously very, very challenging. And from that, I started my own business because I realized I've got to create something that I can support myself and support Indy with. Um, and so that Indy and having that child was that motivation behind all of that to make her proud and have something that she can, um, I just wanted her to be proud of me and look up to something. So essentially that was, so from that starting my business, I wanted to share with other women that maybe had been in the same situation as me, um, that they too, using exercise and connection was a huge thing. So creating an environment where everyone was welcome, where everyone could bring their children along if they wanted to. Um, and at the time there was nowhere in town that you could take your kids along to. So I offered a space where you could bring your kids along and you could work out with them. And that way you didn't have to have someone there. You know, if you, there was a few um, fathers that were working away in the mines and things. So that, that was the one thing that they could come to and move their bodies with their kids and connect with other like-minded women. And sometimes it was the thing that the only thing that they would do in their day that would be for themselves. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it's, it's, it was just really all about community connection, safety, um, and moving our bodies and nourishing ourselves in a way that to show ourselves that we love ourselves and we care about ourselves. And um, that was just, yeah, that's basically where it started. And yeah. it continues on from there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, removing those barriers. That's so important for me with, after having um, my third child, just, you know, taking that barrier. I remember you giving him cuddles and things. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't, you know, if I didn't want that, um, that was okay as well. So it was just, you know, as long as I was being me working to um, to what, how I was feeling that day as well. Exactly. Which kind of, the next question is how your business has has evolved since you know you have gone through um burnout you've experienced burnout mm. yeah. and we talk about that and how that has changed the way you move move forward in your business and yeah. your approach to, to training and fitness exercise stress yeah it's mm. all, all mm. Mm. it's all related it's all part of the puzzle um Initially, when I was 26 years old, however old I was when I started, I was incredibly naive. It wasn't, I wouldn't, well, I can't, that's the truth, but it was more that I didn't have the awareness or the understanding of anything more than I truly thought it was just what you ate and how you exercised was your well-being and that's it and how, and how you looked like physical. That's all I place importance on and I hate to say that or I'm not, I don't hate to say it it's more like when I look at it now, I'm like, that's so like. But but it was. It, it was the truth. The like, yeah, I had, I had no, no more experience to know anything else, right? Um, and so I think I placed a lot of importance on all those sorts of things. Uh, and then, so, I, so after breaking up with my daughter's father, um, what I did to cope, looking back now, was I went into what initially helped my mental health, which was exercise, when I, after I had indeed, was I did that same thing. So I was like, well, that's what worked for me before, so I'm going to do that again. 
Um, but what I did, unfortunately, was I overexercised and I used that as distraction and suppression, right? So I, um, I was eating enough food. I was doing, like, it wasn't like, it wasn't intentional. I just, um, I started doing, like, I was always doing high intensity training. And that's the only kind of training I ever did because that's what worked for me at the time. And my body was, I guess, young enough to handle it. And I thought that was the only way that there was. I didn't understand what, um, at that time, that that style of training doesn't um, serve us at all times if we're stressed out. High intensity training increases our cortisol, um, which is our stress hormone. And so if you're already stressed, you're adding to that load, right? So it's like you're just, you're, you end up being this, this being that's overwhelmed, stressed, and you're, you're, you explode, essentially. And our goals generally, well, for a lot of people, when we exercise, like we want to lose weight, we want to feel good. But if we've got a lot of cortisol too much, um, we can't lose weight. We store fat, especially around our middle and all these things. So I didn't know all these things. Anyway, so I, I dove myself into that kind of training. I would do a huge couple of hikes a week. So it might be like Mount Roy, if you're in Monica, it's four hour, how, how long it is, two, three hours up. Um, I'd do massive three to four hour long hikes and they're anywhere between, I don't know, 16 Ks twice a week plus doing power yoga, plus going on runs, plus like, I just, that was my thing. And it just, but what it was doing was allowing me not to feel and not to feel what I was going through. And then also, I and then I wouldn't rest either. So I would, if my rest would be cleaning the house or walking up Mount Iron, because normally I'd run and it's just like, it's crazy thinking about it now. Um, and, then, uh, and then the other factor is I wasn't sleeping. So sleep was absolutely huge for me. And I guess when I had, when I got pregnant actually with my daughter 10 years ago, I struggled from that, from then to sleep really. And yeah. I've always had issues with my sleep. Um, that's actually coming right now as I've started to do some other work with other coaches and things and processing things. But um, so no sleep. Sometimes I was sleeping four hours a night, plus having to get up at work for work at 5 a.m. to coach other people. And then I was too stressed to be able to nap or shut or slow myself down in the day to even nap or to rest. Then I'd feel guilty and not allow myself to rest. So it was this like absolute vicious cycle that ends up just, in the end, your body can't sustain that way of living and that way of being anymore. And I just completely burnt myself out. So... Um, I actually lost my period as well for two and a half years. So I lost my cycle. And so that's a huge sign that within a woman, if that happens, something's wrong. You know, something's, your body's like, your your body isn't safe. It's not safe within your own body to make a baby. You know, so that was the first thing where I thought, oh, like something's, <laughs> something's not right here. So at that point, I was actually training for a marathon and I had to stop that. So I was like, that was very challenging for myself being in my mind the only way to cope or to my health and well-being and wellness is exercise right so it was really interesting to actually look at it to think there's a line there if you're doing it too much it's actually not healthy it doesn't yeah. it's not healthy but externally to everyone else I looked like the epitome of health but really yeah. it was the complete opposite um and then it made me realize so yeah I burnt out lost my period 
um, I actually fell into a deep depression, um, which actually took a year of my year, a year, at least a year of my life away, which now looking back, I'm very grateful for it because it's been a catalyst for all these things and the direction of my life and where it's going and why. And to actually have those experiences to be able to share and help other people. Um, but the whole that the whole burnout thing, if we're like, this is an, a huge part of it, and why and now I just I I really place so much importance on um treating each person holistically because it's not just physical it's actually mental emotional and spiritual as well spiritual however that looks to you whether that's god whether that's source whether that's nature whether whatever it is but basically having faith in something higher well a higher power or something greater than yourself or, or and that you're surrounded and supported all the time even though you might not feel like you are so it's more like putting trust into something that we don't necessarily, we can't physically see. So we're yeah. always kind of grounded. Um, and so, so what what I realized and what what made me burn out was actually imbalance in those areas. So I didn't have a balance in the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical. I had maybe the physical was great, right? And that was probably it. So you've got four pillars. If you so it's like a house. If you have one pillar strong and the other three are weak, what happens to the house? It's going to fall down. It can't. It cannot sustain itself. And I, I just didn't have the awareness to this, so I had to completely break down and crumble to rebuild and to like to see that how I had to rebuild every everything. Um, and I think a huge part of it as well is stress stress is like the number one killer like it is and we all know this we've had a huge the last few years we all know how stress as a collective on the world that we've had and how much more pressure that's put on ourselves as it is and before we thought we thought that we had certainty and we thought that we understood how everything rolled but actually it confirms to us that we we don't know there's nothing in life is certain the only thing that's certain is change and actually uncertainty so it's about using tools to understand that and find ways to deal with stress and resilience so we can cope with everything that comes our way um so so another another part of it I found with the stress thing I think is also emotion I believe that we have to process find ways to process our emotional things that might be challenging in our lives because if we suppress and repress stress or emotion or emotion or negative, what we think is negative, those things create stress in ourselves and then can manifest into sickness and disease, right? So if we're not dealing to our stress, whether, however stress looks for you, whether that's overworking or um, your business. Yeah. Um, you know, the lack of, um, you know, te different teachers coming and going, um, yeah, the, the feelings of illness, especially for teachers right now, um, oh, kind yeah. of things right now is, can be causing stress for people, as, um, you know, taking home to their fam family far now. Mm. Um, so the stresses going on with teachers' challenges that teachers are facing right now. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, strategies regarding exercise to help help them would be amazing mm. yeah 
So the thing with the stress and all of the illnesses and the sicknesses, obviously they're out of our control. Um, but it is quite an individual thing. So he, like I can give a general thing. But, um, normally, well, obviously it's going to be general, but it's really important if you, I, I believe if you're starting an exercise program, please like make sure you find a trainer that can ask about what's going on in your life. How, how your stress levels are, how your sleep is. Um, honestly, even your emotional history on what's happening right now, because if you're not sleeping and if you're stressed and if you're, say if you're even in a, a bad relationship or you've got bad, you don't have support around you with family or um, whatever it may be, you're, so your stress, your cortisol levels are going to be high. And so if you're, it's, it's why like I, I run majority boot camps, right? So with boot camps, it is high intensity of nature. And that's great for some, some people, sometimes, not all the time. So um, I would recommend if someone was really stressed out, not to go and do high intensity training where you're going to elevate that cortisol too much. And then you're going to add to the stress load. Okay. So I think, and here's an an example would be there's a lot of people that think that if they go and do boot camp five days a week or another gym try, style of training where it's really high intensity and they do that five days a week plus they're not sleeping and they're stressed out and they're overworked and they're sick and they're this and that like you, that is just a recipe for absolute disaster but there's not enough education I believe and there's not enough people talking about the impact of your lifestyle and what type of training you need to be doing because it's not educated people aren't sharing this enough yeah. so it would more be about doing strength training for example where you're it's low intensity it's not really high volume you're still um what I, I feel weight training is really important for our bone health our mental health feeling strong feeling powerful empowering us you know you there's so much you can progress with within weight training to get um, changes within your body if that's your goal if you're wanting body weight like composition weight loss goals or or just even just holding on to the fact that like committing to yourself and committing and, and and showing yourself consistency by even doing a strength training program with a personal trainer or in the gym or you are showing yourself care and love by doing that and being committed to yourself but you're not going to burn yourself out doing that because you're not overtaxing yourself, right? Um, so it, it, it all is individual. So you'd have to, I would have to talk to the person individually to know what is right for that person. But if this is a, all of, if our, our topic is about stress, then I would not recommend high intensity training when you're in that state. If you're, if you're managing, if you're feeling good and you're feeling you've got a lot of support and you're sleeping and you're, you've got the energy and that's cool, go for it. Or even, even if we were to look at for women, for one would be our cycle. When we would do things like high intensity, if you're wanting to do a bit more intensity, you'll do that while you're ovulating, for example, when, you're, when, you're, when you've got more energy, right? So you wouldn't do it when you're bleeding or when you're leading up to bleeding because your body needs that energy to for the menstruation that you're going to do. So it's really about turning into the individual and what's going to suit them the best, but also 
a huge, huge game changer is tuning into your body and listening to your own body and what it's telling you each day because and it's hard to do and it takes practice it's taken me years and years and years because I'd always deny what my body was saying and let my mind override it which also led to burnout right so I would be exhausted and I'll be like well I better go for a 20k run because I said I would you know like that's not going to serve me either so if I haven't slept the night before or whatever like that's when I go okay Tuna, maybe I'm feeling physically and mentally exhausted I'm going to just rest today or I'm going to do some yoga I might do some yoga because yoga is going to calm my central nervous system down. It's going to keep my mind calm. It's going to help me connect with my breath, every movement with my breath. So I'm in the present moment. And that's what I actually find really beneficial for weight training too. You're moving with your breath. So you're present and you're focused on what you're doing right now. Um, but also other things to really, tools that we can use as well on top of that is first and foremost like what we eat is really important in the sense that what we use what we choose to nourish our and fuel our, fuel our bodies with is really important in regards to our mental health and our stress and things like that so if we're eating processed food if we're eating shitloads of sugar um or inflammatory foods that's going to make us feel really horrible as well so it's going to add to that stress load it's going to take away from our energy and we're not going to have the vitality to even want to work out so it's trying to focus on as much as we can whole foods you know like how our grandparents used to eat and like organically we can so you don't have like pesticides all over everything and obviously I know that's a bit more expensive but if you just where you can or try and grow your own veggies or whatever it might be but focus on whole foods out of packages as much as you can or pre-planning things easy like I find for me, I get a slow cooker and I'll put it on food on in the morning and it's cooking all day. I get home. It takes me 30 seconds or I put something in the oven for half an hour when I get home. So it's like, it's, it's not overcomplicating things. It's simple. I'm not making a million different things. I'm just getting like some good proteins, fats and carbohydrates in every meal as well. So that's going to help with your metabolic health. So um, not restricting anything. So if we, are in the state of like, and I, I'm guilty for this. I used to, when I was healing my gut, I'd do a lot of low carb because I couldn't handle carbs or I'd restrict what I was eating. But then my body's under constant stress again, right? So if we, we want to be eating where our body feels safe as well. So as I said, the carbs, the fats, the protein, your body needs to know that it's safe. And it, in, in that sense, which will also help with your weight is, when it feels safe, it will let go of anything it's holding on to that, it, that it's protecting itself with. Um, and yeah, like obviously you want to try and limit as like alcohol as much as you can. Alcohol is, I mean, each to their own, but getting out of that, I used to be in a habit of years ago, having wine at night because it was calm me down and de-stress me. And then I'd have coffee in the morning and then I'd, it would stimulate me and then the wine would bring me down. And it's like, coffee and alcohol they're all liver loaders and they're more stresses to the body and alcohol is a depressant so it's like really looking at like how what you're doing to cope with your stresses but could we replace them maybe with something that's more beneficial for us um with other tools so things like um this might uh, so grounding for one so it's something as simple these are a few tools you can do that really don't take much time at all and they're free so you can go outside every day and I, I know it's winter Wanaka it's cold right now but um I'm very lucky I've got concrete floors in my house so I can just ground bare feet on my concrete floor so bare feet on the earth 10 minutes a day 
huge for grounding your energy. So um, there's a lot of information out there on it, but it, it's essentially, it's really good for your inflammation um, and helps with all your negative ions within your body. So it's just balances everything out. So all the Wi-Fi we use and all of that that's coming into our body that offsets that, it, it starts to balance that. So just even, it, yeah, it's a, there's actually a really incredible movie called Earthing that I recommend everyone to watch just to explain why it's so good and it's helped many thousands of people with really, really bad health conditions and things to remove the inflammation. So even if you're outside in the garden, take your, take your shoes off 10 minutes. Um, another thing, um, and a lot of people are really resistant to this, um, but cold water immersion. So getting yourself in, in bodies of water, even if it means having a 30 second cold shower at the end of your hot shower every day. Um, I would say with that though, if you have really, if your nervous system feels really stressed or really anxious or really taxed, then it's maybe not a good idea. So it just depends where you're at, but for majority of people, it's really, really helpful. Um, and essentially it's it's all about stress resilience right so it's finding comfort and discomfort so I mean how many of us really want to go and jump in a cold lake when it's minus one degrees like not many people but what it does is that you actually get in the water for example and it allows you to really connect with your breath and breathe really deeply so you're um getting into your parasympathetic nervous system so you're you're allowing your body to get into a calmer state right um and so even if you sit you you set yourself a goal for a minute right and your mind has got all this resistance and it's telling you why you can't and why you shouldn't but actually when you realize so you get to that minute and you get out and you realize that you've made it and that you've done it what that does it seems so it seems so simple but actually it flows to many other different aspects of your life so an example is like I hadn't run for two years since I lost my period and I thought I'd finally go and do it again and I'd been doing cold water immersion for maybe a year and a half prior to that and so I thought okay I'm gonna go do a 5k run has it been it's been two years I'll, I'll try it and I and I honestly ran the run effortlessly that five kilometers I didn't stop during that time I thought I was bringing awareness to my thoughts and I thought what what's going on like how am I able to do this and I realized that I started to understand that I was finding comfort and discomfort knowing that this pain and discomfort is not going to last forever, right? Just like the cold water. At the time, it feels like it's never going to end and it's going to be horrendous. But actually, if you transfer that, you realize that you're capable and you're building resilience and you're able to do things. You're strengthening your mind to allow you to do things that are normally really hard mentally for yourself. And then it can flow into stress. So stressful situations that you'd normally maybe find stressful you have, you're not so reactive. You've got that, like, there's more mental strength there because you're training your body to be in uncomfortable situations. Um, but it's also, not only that, it's really good for your immunity. So we know that when we stress, that suppresses our immune system. So getting in the water actually helps elevate your white blood cell count, which is really helpful. And it also turns um, white fat into metabolically active brown fat. So it helps you actually burn fat throughout your day so there's all there's just so many things that it's great for but stress resilience is my number one and that's why I ultimately do it um and also I don't know what people 
views are on say like meditation or breath work or like mindfulness but I found a really huge benefit for me has been um meditation meditation so even if it's just getting a um there's apps out there like insight timer and I think there's like one called the big giant mind and there's a few out there but insight timer is really great and it has a lot of guided meditation so you can pick whatever you like that you want to work on say it's like I I don't know, you want to feel more joy or you're stressed or whatever, it'll have something for whatever you're feeling at that time. And you can just sit there and listen to it. I do a style where I have a mantra that I've been given. So it's really effortless, but essentially it's all it's all about bringing your attention to this word. And then if you forget it, that's fine. And if, you, your word, your, if your mind gets caught up in thoughts, that's normal, that's going to happen. Let that be. And then when you remember that you've lost your, your word, you come back to it and you're constantly just doing that for like 20 minutes. And it, there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad meditation. There's no, it, it's essentially just about, I find the biggest benefit is actually finding time for myself each day to be still and quiet with me. Because how many times throughout your day do, you, do we do that? Especially being busy mums and being at school and all these things. And I know it can be hard to find that time, but it's even like for me, I'll do it first thing before I go to work, before I have a coffee, before I do anything. So I've got that time. And it's even, I would in my lunch break do my, so I'll do two, 20 minutes twice a day. And that might seem a lot for some people, even starting with 15 minutes once a day, but doing what I do when at lunchtime or in the afternoon when I get that tired slump. And it actually gives me more energy by resting. So you're allowing yourself to physically stop and rest. And, and in that time, you're also tuning in and connecting with yourself. And it gives you an opportunity to connect within to see what you might be needing, what your body needs. It can If you ask your body what it needs each day, it will tell you. If you allow yourself to be still enough to listen and allow that to come through. So... I think that that's really important as well. So just try, just remembering that we is, we're, we're so important. Like we are important and we have to be looking after ourselves and giving ourselves love so we can show up for everybody else as well. You know, especially as teachers, it's like you, you're giving so much and especially a lot of you are mothers as well. So it's like, that is, that's huge, you know? So, and it is, it is such a like, um, selfless like you, you're you're yeah you're just giving so much so it's so important to do your best to try and fill your own cup up too however that looks like and know that you are you're important you're actually number one like if you're not you know like when I was had my hard times I couldn't care for myself properly so how could I show up for my child or my work or whatever it is so it's like how, how do we bring things in that can nourish ourselves what and however that walk is whether it looks whether it's going for a walk each day for 20 minutes on your own or whether it's connecting with a friend for a cup of tea when you can or just something that's going to nourish every every part of you um but I guess it's finding those things that work for you and and that would be another thing that I'd say is really try and with exercise for one for your physical health don't do stuff that you feel like you should do because someone's told you to do it or you've read something and it's like, oh, this person looks like this and they do this crazy, like, 
I don't know, high intensity thing. So I better go and do it. Or I better start running because I should do a half marathon because I should, because that's maybe how you lose weight or whatever your goal is. But if you actually hate running, if you, you notice within your body that your body goes resists and there's some kind of contraction, right? Then that's not necessarily for you. So you want to find something that's going to give you longevity. And so you're going to stick to it. So you're not going to, um, you want to be consistent with whatever you're deciding to do. So it lasts. And so you get results. You can't expect to go and do run for a month and then stop and then have like, it's going to be amazing. Like all these goals that we have for ourselves, they take dedication, hard work and persistence and patience and a lot of time. Doesn't, doesn't Nothing happens overnight. And I guess we don't want things to become really overwhelming either. So it's just cho choosing one thing that might help you that little bit more, whether it's I go for a walk each day or I sit with myself for 20 minutes alone each day one thing not 20 things where you're overwhelming yourself even more so just one thing that you could add and remembering that small steps each day end up becoming huge results in the in the long term um but yeah I, I would be really mindful of picking something that you like don't run if you don't like it don't go to the gym if you don't like it do some yoga instead or do some pilates or go for a bike ride or go climbing or go you know go surfing or skate whatever it is skiing whatever that you brings you joy and that's ultimately what it's about is joy and I think joy and do if we're connecting with what we love we're allowing ourselves to get into our bodies and I think this is the, the, the huge thing I'd say is and I know for myself being stressed, I, it, it allows, it makes me get really heady and get in my head and overthink and like anxiety comes in and worry and, um, you know, all of these things because maybe we're doing things we don't want to do because it's, we need the money, but we actually hate it or we're trying to get our worth validated by, by doing a certain thing or I guess it's getting to the root cause of why we make certain choices that we do. But um, doing our best to get into our bodies as much as we can and be present within our body rather than in our heads. So, um, you know, for me, like if I go skiing or if I go snowboarding, if I go surfing or if I go skateboarding or um, climbing, I'm literally, I'm in the present moment and I'm in my body. I'm not in my head thinking about what I'm doing later on or the past or whatever. I'm like literally in my body present and that by being present, I feel like I'm connecting to joy. And so giving myself joy, it just flows in abundance in so many ways. Like we become grateful for being able to have the opportunity to then move our bodies how we like, you know, and gratitude I feel like creates and cultivates joy. So it's like, just pick something that you love to do. And however you want to move your body, that is fantastic. Like it doesn't need to be what everyone's telling you to do. Tune into yourself and your heart and what, what, what it's saying, but allow yourself that time to slow down and tune in and let your body speak to you because your body's wisdom and inner knowing is so powerful that we need to trust it and to 
check in with that. Because if I had have trusted my own body and my own wisdom and my own intuition and what it was screaming at me to do, to slow down, to sleep, to have some days off. To I didn't even have anyone work for me for four years because I was like, no, I've got to do, I'm fine. Like I had this thing. So, or I had to be a certain way or I had to prove myself to people or whatever it was. Don't know, but all I do. Um, it's yeah just just listening because if I had to listen to myself and trusted me I wouldn't have allowed myself to get to burnout I wouldn't have done that because my body was screaming it was saying Tona stop Tona stop so then my period stopped right I still didn't listen I still kept exercising I still kept doing all the things and then it was like then because of that hormones were all over the place then I got depressed and then I had a breakdown right? So it's like, if you don't listen, your body's going to scream and it's going to keep screaming and it's going to keep screaming and it's going to keep screaming until it will stop you altogether. So, I mean, my case is an extreme, like it's an extreme and I hope that no one gets to that point, but it's reality and some people do, but it's, it's just really ultimately coming back to yourself each day, listening, doing what's best for you. Number one for you, first and foremost, not anyone else, but you and just ultimately understanding that we deserve it and we're worthy of that and we're worthy of like all these things and we deserve to have a life that's fulfilling and has joy and we're not overworked and we're not overstressed and we're not this like yeah yeah it's I guess it's it's hard because with teachers it's like you're not you're not getting enough money that you should be you're not you know like there's there's not enough people to do the it's not enough relievers, you know, you're pretty, like, what do you do? What do you yeah, do? Exactly. Just, yeah. For ourselves, yeah. I think that's one of the, the absolute take-home message from this talk is listening mm -hmm. to your body. I think um, that was a turning point for me, I think, speaking to you about when I was in a bit of an exercise funk, um, mm -hmm. you know, I should be going for a run, but I really didn't feel like doing mm -hmm. it. And you what does your body feel like doing? And I thought about it. And it just felt like, I just felt like going for a walk. Well, do that. Exactly. You know, like I, mind, I was thinking I should go for a run, but actually that's not what my body was telling me. Yeah. Um, so that was just amazing thinking, actually, yeah, I don't need to do what my head, just listen to my body and, mm. and I'm much better. And a lot of yeah. what you spoke about today has touched on, so on some other webinars that I have got in the works as well. So that's oh. absolutely fabulous giving um you know like a little overview of so many tools that can mm. work together for our bodies exactly. and also because everything you spoke about in you know, a spiritual physical emotional um my children have brought home from school as well mm. and have worked themselves at you know primary school level and so it's important for teachers you know like we we work with Tifariki, the early childhood um teaching model um and it talks about all that but we just need to to put it to ourselves and think about it ourselves so all yeah. this has been absolutely valuable um information for teachers and um more webinars will delve deeper into into other aspects of mm. it as well meditation because yeah. you know, everybody it works differently for everybody exactly so totally to, to listen these tools and take what you need yeah. from each different webinar and each different person because yeah, you don't need everything you just need no. that the two things that really really resonate with you yeah and exactly and I think it's about holistic piece you know because but also 
what works for me or works, what might work for you is not going to work for everybody. And it's about testing these things out and seeing what that is. And that's okay, you know? And that's exactly what it is. It's about providing these tools and showing what there is available and finding that thing that's going to suit you. But the one thing I will say before I end this is that exactly what you said about, I think for me, a biggest thing was, and I'm sure for teachers as well, it's like you set yourself a goal, right? So you said, or for me, my values, right, are integrity and authenticity of myself. So if I said, said I'm going to do something, I'll do it. And that's where I go wrong half the time because I might have said, right, I'm going to do a run, right? And, I, and so in the past, I would do it anyway because I said I would. I don't want to let myself down. But it's actually bringing it back to tuning into the body and going, do I actually really, is this going to serve me or is this going to make me feel worse? And then going with that, because it's okay to change your mind. It's okay. What is authentic to you in that moment? Because every day is constantly changing. Your energy levels are constantly changing. Life's going to throw you curveballs every day, you know, like, so it's adjusting and trying just to go with the flow as much as we can, rather than trying to swim upstream like resisting all this stuff like just just let that go and being and it's been a big lesson for me was being okay with letting go letting go of the need to be perfect or the need to have done something I said I would that won't necessarily serve me on this day but maybe tomorrow it will maybe I'll have a great sleep and I'll be energized and I'll do it then just yeah my my hugest thing would be please just listen to you because your body knows your nose your body your body holds the score the body yeah it really really does so otherwise we just end up storing all of this stuff and our body just it just holds it and, and and the other thing is it's like if you've got repressed stuff that you're not dealing with it's like even with weight you're going to hold that as protection but if you actually process some stuff and let some stuff go whether it be emotionally with like I even use dancing to transform emotion. I dance around my house. It brings me joy, but it also moves and shifts emotion and energy. It's energy and motion. So then it's like, you can easily use these tools like that to transfer, um, transform, say, a negative emotion like sadness or anger or grief into joy within three minutes, like a minute. And that's we, that we have access to that within ourselves any moment any moment like I, yeah like getting out of nature like that's joy free every any any time so there's all these things that we can do but ask yourself each day that doesn't matter how it looks like it's just being kind to ourselves first and foremost compassion with ourselves and I feel like we can't go wrong if we do that but it just takes practice essentially and being open to new ways of being because I think we're constantly growing and evolving and how we do things or how things might have worked for us two years ago may not work for me today, which they don't. I'm completely different to how I approach everything now than I was. So it's all learning and yeah. yeah doing the best we can and doing the best we can each day with what we have and that's all we can do, you know? Yeah. Not being yeah. too hard, not having too much expectation on ourselves, which is I know it's easier said than done, but we just need to do the best to take the pressure off ourselves much as we can because we have enough of it as it is so yeah yes.
Thank you so much, Shauna. That has there's so much information in there. And if there were some aspects of it um, that you know you don't know about it, don't worry because there's other webinars coming that will speak um, you know purely on those topics as well. But this was amazing, just giving an overview of you know our bodies as a whole um, and you know some little tools um, on how to you know how to change things around. So thank you very much, Shauna. It was amazing talking no to you. No worries. Hopefully, I didn't talk too long. <laughs> If you're wanting any more information or where to find other webinars that uh, Becca has uploaded, head to Honour Wellness for Teachers. That can be found online, on Instagram, Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, hit like and subscribe or please share it with someone you feel would benefit from hearing it too. My mission is to empower others to be the best version of themselves they can be. The more this content is shared, the more likely it is to help others on their journey. If you're wanting more resources, please head to my website at www.wanakabody.co.nz where you can find my coaching options, blog, Instagram and Facebook pages for any other assistance you may need. Last but not least, I want to thank you for showing up to listen to what I have to share and most importantly for showing up for yourself. See you next time.